Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. My people ask counsel at their stocks, and their staff declareth unto them. For the spirit of whoredoms hath caused them to error, and they have gone a-whoring from under their God. Hosea chapter 4, verse 12. We all know what whoredom is in the physical sense, but what exactly is the spirit of whoredom? In the physical sense, whoredom is someone who has no chastity, no faithfulness to abstain from the lust of the flesh, and no heart for the pain that they cause to others in pleasing their own lust, nor care for the breaking of the heart of the one that they are supposed to be faithful to. So that in the spiritual sense, it means the same. One who has cheated on God through idolatry, which is placing anything before God, before time with God, or their obedience to God's will and word. One who has not been faithful to abstain from fulfilling the lust of the flesh, to please and appease their own selfishness. One who cares not that their selfish actions break the heart of God, their first love, which is Christ, who gave all for us. His bride. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2, we hear the words of the Holy Spirit spoken through Paul to the church of Corinth when he said, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you or engaged you to one spiritual husband, that I may present you to him at his coming as a chaste virgin. Therefore, the spirit of whoredom is when the bride of Christ, or believers, choose to leave their first love, to indulge in the lust of the flesh, even if only for a temporary rendezvous. In fact, the entire book of Hosea is a similitude that expresses this very sad truth and the anguish that it causes God's heart. Once we are saved, we become the bride of Christ. Yet Satan is ever tempting the bride to indulge in acts of spiritual whoredom. From the simplicity of tempting you with food while fasting, to entertainment when God is calling you to prayer, to the seeking of attention and approval from people rather than from God, to immoral and sinful acts that please the flesh while causing you to turn away from obeying the will and voice of Christ. Anything that causes you to make a self-pleasing, flesh-pleasing decision that opposes the will and word of your spiritual husband, Christ is the spirit of whoredoms not acting like a true bride. In essence, it can be broken down 
to this selfishness, self-willedness, or self-rule with no regard for the heart of God whom we hurt every time we choose a lust of the flesh over him, over trusting his words, his wisdom, his guidance, his decisions, his plan for us. Because if he's truly our spiritual husband, then we are to follow him. Even if it's out into a wilderness, it doesn't matter. We don't make decisions in and of ourselves anymore. We're in a relationship. But just like whoredom in the physical sense breaks the heart of our earthly spouse, in the spiritual sense, it shows that we truly love ourselves and thusly care about pleasing ourselves more than we love and care to please God. That is a very hurtful place to be in. And though God is merciful and patient in his cries for us to repent of this, if we refuse to do so, he will not choose to stay in that hurtful place indefinitely. We know this because he told this to an entire church, even in Revelations chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. He said, I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou cannot bear with them that are evil. And you have even tried them which say that they are apostles, but yet are not, and have found them to be liars. And you have endured and had patience, and for my name's sake you have labored, and have not fainted. Nevertheless, I have something against you, because that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence you are fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick, or the Holy Spirit out of its place, except you repent. It is so hurtful a situation to God that he would rather forget that he ever even knew you than to continue having you call him your own while pleasing the will of another. We serve a very merciful but also powerful and just God. And in the end, if you choose to forget your other lovers, your idols and sins and selfish desires, and put your full faith in him, he will choose to forget your sins and welcome you with open arms. Yet if you are not willing to turn away from loving the world and the things thereof, He will choose to forget that he ever knew you, even if you still call yourself by his name. In the like manner that an adulterous wife might still carry the name of her husband in her own mouth. Yet through the abundance of her adulteries and refusal to submit to his will, has she lost his heart. 
First John chapter 2, verse 15 says this, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life, these things are not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Lord, let us lay down our own will today and pursue yours. That as a true bride, when we are in a relationship with Christ, we do not make decisions of our own leading. Because you see, my friend, a spirit of whoredom is one who is in a relationship but not committed. It is a married person with an unmarried heart still living as an individual and not as part of a covenant. God will have no part in it. In Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8, he says this, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not share with another. Neither my praise will I give to graven images. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 19, it says, Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backslidings shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, that my fear is no longer in thee, saith the Lord of hosts. For of old time I have broken thy yoke and burst thy bands, and thou saidest, I will not transgress, when upon every high hill and under every green tree you wander playing the harlot." Yet I had planted thee a noble vine, the vine being Christ, holy, a right seed, the seed being the truth of his words. How then art thou turned into a degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me? You chose to receive and submit and follow the leading of another spirit. This is the essence of Antichrist, because Christ is the groom. Therefore, the Antichrist is that other spirit that comes to seduce you. Jesus himself tells us in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 28, that it doesn't matter if we call ourselves by his name. We can claim to be his all we want. When it comes to the final day, he will examine the fruits of our life and the question will be asked, did we do the will of God or of the other lover? Because at its core, the spirit of whoredoms is a care more for self-pleasure, self-concern, self-gratification at the cost of hurting those who love you without concern for their feelings including Jesus's. The scripture actually tells us that when we choose willingly to sin, then we crucify him all over again. When is the last time that you really stopped and thought about what he endured for you? 
to prove his love for you, that he gave up all of the glory and majesty of heaven, that he laid down his crown and came to be born in a barn, to be despised and rejected of men, to be mocked and ridiculed and spat upon and abused and persecuted and crucified for you, to marry you, to buy you back at the price of his own life. There is no greater love story ever told and then to take it lightly, to not listen when he's speaking, to not follow his leading, to not trust him, to not read his words to you in the scripture, to have no desire to fellowship with him, to not spend time in communion, to forsake the assembling of yourselves together with the brethren, to not worship him and thank him, to go back to obeying the voice of the enemy, to sin, to return, to being self-willed, to another plan, another ambition. My friend, I leave you today with this thought and revelation, that there is no sin that has ever been forgiven, only sinners. No, in reality, God does not forgive sin. God forgives sinners. Sin, every single one ever committed, must be punished. The law must be fulfilled. Someone paid a price for it. And when you were forgiven, it was laid on someone else, your true husband. He covered you. He paid the price for it. Now I want you to understand that God does not count time in the way that man does. Every sin that ever was and ever will be was laid upon Jesus that day. You are still choosing the degree of his suffering when you choose to sin willfully. That's why in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 6 it says that if someone who had been saved should choose to fall away, that they actually crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. When you choose to willingly sin today, you are laying a greater weight of sin and punishment on Jesus at his crucifixion. No, your sins don't just vanish. They're not forgiven. You are forgiven because Jesus took your sins upon him. And if you really love him, you will not continue to lay that pain upon him. And if you do, then you too are being led by a selfish spirit of whoredom. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.